Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hi. Hi! Welcome to the Real Housewives of Rewatch. I'm Sue Funk, and I'm here with Danielle from Brands by Bravo. And I went high that time. You did. Maybe, like, <laughs> what is it to harmonize with you? I mean, the Jill is in all of us. <laughs> Everyone's probably great disbelief. We don't practice our high. <laughs> I know. Everyone thinks we put a lot of effort into this. I'm sure. Yes, definitely. <laughs> oh, which reminds me, I need to find it. Somebody, a listener, reached out to us to talk about Sonia Morgan. And I need to find this. I should have found it beforehand. All day I was off from work and I was like, I'm going to find this. Okay. Well, we are going to be doing episode three of season four, while Sue looks for this, called hairy mess and you know this season it's just it's the first one that feels different because of the missing of bethany mm-hmm. jill is like not a player in it so i think it's taken me some time to like adjust to the new vibes of the show and it's feeling almost like season one a little disconjointed the way season one did like there's not yes. enough everyone together groups yep Okay, there's none. Even in this episode, Cindy's like, this is my first time hanging out with, like, a group of them. And, like, I was like, this is so wild that, like, but Cindy also, I think, is a real, like, the opposite of a force multiplier. Like, I just feel like Cindy's energy does not match this group, nor is she made for television. I agree. I wonder... Production-wise, was there a change in production, in casting? Some Ooh. Something just feels, it feels a little different. Mm-hmm. So I just wonder if maybe, you know, behind the scenes, was was there anything that kind of changed the way, like, we'd been on, we'd been cruising seasons two and three, and then four is feeling a little more similar to almost one in a sense of, like, 
Well, it's the quicker scenes or like not being in places for a long period of time. So you figure whoever was producing Bethany probably went to Bethany's show too. True. That, I mean, I don't know that I have an IMDb it, but like that's my guess <laughs> is that like they probably took them and another producer from Roni to do Bethany after after or like put them on another show because we know like Carlos King was on Jersey and then he went to Atlanta and like I think they do go from show to show. I mean, knowing producers as well, like it's not unusual for you to be like, okay, I'm going to switch production houses and I'm going to switch genre or whatever. So it's definitely different. But we open up with, wait, I found the email. Can I, Oh, you found the email. Oh, perfect. Okay. Before we start. So it's, it's a Instagram DM from lens Lixman. Thank you very much. L E N Z Lixman. Um, he is reaching or they are reaching out, um, to say huge fan of the real housewives of rewatch podcast. Long-time listener, love each episode. Sending you this here because as far as you, I know there's no official social media for the podcast. No, there isn't, guys. Brands by Bravo or The Sue Funk, we're not starting a new account. Brands by Bravo, we're never going to get more followers than Danielle's behemoth <laughs> of Instagram glory. I'm a strategist for social media, and I'm just going to tell you right here, right now, it's not great strategy for me to start just something from scratch. Um, <laughs> but... I think you girls missed something in a recent episode when talking about Sonia explaining why she doesn't date. That explains a lot of the lore and future behavior of Sonia Morgan, which she doesn't reveal until many, many years later. So he says, A, she was dealing with a huge multi-million dollar lawsuit for a film production she fucked up. If you haven't listened to the Bravo Docket episode on Sonia, it explains so much, and I just did. So I'll circle back to that when he said that. I'm sorry, I keep gendering it was he. I don't know their gender, so apologies in advance. She re- reveals years later that her husband gave her any of, never gave her any of the divorce money that was agreed upon. So Sonia got the, the townhouse, but for years was trying to get her divorce settlement, get out of debt, get her ex husband to help with the legal pa- payments while avo- avoiding suing him and his family's estate because she was trying to friendly co-parent. She avoided suing to get the money she was owed so she could be part of the Morgan family. And who knows, many, who knows maybe they manipulated her into not suing by using their family relationship. It takes many seasons before she even acknowledges these things are going on, but it sort of explains her stunted obsession involving her divorce and lack of closure. A lot of times she avoids talking about the issues by referring to the divorce or the Morgan family. And purposefully, maybe delusionally, pretends that are not happening while she's Lady Morgan. In the latest episode that we did, and this was last week that they sent me this message, you can even, in episodes, season four, episode one, you can even see in her face and her voice she's dancing around the real issues when she's using it as an excuse for not dating seriously. The most interesting part of this rewatch series is knowing these things we were secretly plaguing her. For all these years while she's trying to be fun Sonia and Lady Morgan. So I just wanted to remind you and let you know if you haven't done a deep dive into the stuff. Keep up the amazing work. I love cooking while listening to the podcast. So. I love all of that so much. Because it did like jigger some of my memory of later things 
mm-hmm. of this being brought up and discussed and the more nuances of Sonia that we didn't know about. I agree. And I also feel like um, it's really important to think, take into fact, I didn't realize, so I went back and listened to the Bravo Docket episode. It doesn't get to Sonia until like halfway in because they they recorded it right around when all the Jen Shah stuff was happening. So um, the interesting thing is that Sonia had a prenup and a postnup. And she was supposed to get $3 million out of this divorce. That was I'm it. I'm not surprised that there was a pre and a post-nup, for sure, obviously. But if you think about... a long-standing, very rich family. They probably make every single person who marries into this. Well, they got married pretty quickly, it sounds like. And so they were kind of like... And afterwards, as soon as she got married, she started trying to become a producer and being like, I'm from the Morgan family. She started using the family name all around and then she started producing. She produced one movie. I forgot the name of it. Then she produces, tries to produce another one. And she's trying to get Travolta and Rosario Dawson to be his love interest, which, like, Barfarino. Not that, like, I love Rosario Dawson, but, like, why would she be with John Travolta? Like, never. That's no. a grandfather to her. What are you talking about? Yeah. So, um,. They, the production company that she was working with, that she was co-producing with, called, like, Hannibal, apparently they tried to get John Travolta, but, like, because of the production schedule, they had to push back the production of the, the movie Wild Hogs. Remember that oh like, God, motorcycle remember movie? That. And so they had to, like, fuck with Disney, because that's a Disney movie. And oh so they spent God. all this money, and then Sonia went through the divorce in the middle of it and was like, oh, JK, I'm not, I can't pay for any of this. Wow. I can't believe this was somehow avoided being talked about. Right? And because so this imagine all... this on Beverly Hills, Jersey, Atlanta, Potomac, basically every other Salt Lake-ish, this would have absolutely been brought up by everyone well at the time i don't think we were all as fixated on true crime and i don't think this was like something that was like as sexy to the public because i'm but the thing was it was a jury trial it wasn't like oh this was just like a little thing that was like filed outside of court although it does sound like she had pulled some morgan strings or at least tried to um so listen to that bravo docket episode it is very good. It's like an earlier one. 10 out of 10. I really, really enjoyed it. I think also it probably was never brought up because who would try to... Sonia was harmless for the most part. Most of the time, these things are thrown in people's faces when they're fighting and they wanted to take someone down. Mm. But Sonia's not malicious. So why and would Sonya they purposely... Sonia was also like very close with the two people that would bring people down, which That's is Lee saying, and like, Ramona. Sonia brought enough to the show yeah. where no one, I'm sure they knew and maybe it was in their back pocket if they ever needed, but why would they ever do that to Sonia? You know, she's yeah. like, I was thinking of Sonia as this like anomaly of a housewife. Yeah. In terms of like kindness and. Not in this episode that we're about to talk no, about. I'll tell you well, that. Not even kindness isn't the right word. She's an endearing person. Like, you yeah, want to love her. It's like, you know, I think that she would be very happy if we called her a good time girl. You know, like, she's the person that you want to run into at the party. 
She's, she's the, the Tom Schwartz of Housewives. Oh my God, that's a really good analogy. Just thought of it right now, bam, on the spot. <laughs> Danielle just Schwartz is on my gold. mind right now, but like <laughs> in a way, it's 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 that puppy dog. Even when they mess up, it's really hard to be mad at them yep. because you know. And listen, Schwartz has a lot of issues, but I don't think he comes. I think he always thinks he's just trying to do what's right and placate to others and not be malicious. Yeah. And I'm not defending him. I just think that's his personality. Like, I, I just think that's who he is. And I think Song is kind of the same yeah. way of this, like, lost puppy dog, in a sense. And, like, you're not going to, you know, do that. But, well, yeah, I'm going to have to give that a listen at the Bravo Docket. Are you ready to talk about the episode now? I am now. Thank you. And thank you, <laughs> and thank you for that we DM. We love you. DMs. Please message yeah, us. Yeah, that was really fun. All yeah. right. So Lou and Kelly meet up to get their nails done. It's like end of scene. <laughs> I mean, so like I will say Lou gets really like bitchy about the way that the nail salon is set up because there's curtains between each chair. Which I have to say, as someone who's gotten her nails done a thousand times, as I'm sure you have, as our people in Long Island love to do, I find it hard to get your nails done with a friend because nail salons are not set up for you to like face each other and talk. So you're always like awkwardly looking over your shoulder to chat with someone and like, yes, or like yelling across the nail salon. Yeah. Which I love when it happens when I'm there and I can eavesdrop on other people. I haven't gone with a friend in a very long time to get my nails done. But definitely in like high school, that was a big, big activity to do. Pedicure is fine, but it's very rare that you're being seen at the same time. It's, yeah. It's a hard thing. Like, I'm going to say, I was like, I wrote hot take. Getting your nails done is just with friends is awkward. It's just always going to be like an awkward thing. It's not a great yeah. hang. Go get a drink after. I go to my favorite nail salon that I've ever found in my life because they play on their TV music videos. Ooh. Not weird news that I'm stuck listening to or some movie on some free channel that you come in halfway through. They play like Britney Spears and it's just like they put YouTube on and it's just like a fun loop. You never know what song is going to come next. They're quick 30 minutes. I got my gel manicure or my, I get acrylic and gel. They're very fast. And See. I'll be sad one day when I, like, move and stop going to them because they're my favorite. Oh, they're in so Philly? Yeah, yeah. They're, like, two minutes from my house. Oh, I just okay. picked them because they're, like, the closest one to my house. But I despise sitting there. So the fact that they're pretty fast is is amazing. But, yeah, it, that like, is to me, the only thing from this scene that really felt like anything is that Kelly does talk about Luann's new relationship and how they have similar backgrounds of being divorced from his older men and how it's inspiring mm -hmm. that Lou is now dating someone like Jacques. And I was very surprised that Kelly said she was interested in getting married again and having another kid. Yeah. She was also waiting for the dating princess to come and sprinkle dust on her and say, okay, he's coming. And I was like, what grown woman talks like this? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I like, though, that Lou points out and says that Kelly doesn't trust people, men or yes. women. Yes, yes. I thought that was good. And she'll need to do that if she wants a relationship. But she also is like, she's like, you know, you need somebody to not stab you in the back like Ramona. And I was just like, damn, girl, like, you're just finding any reason to drop some hate on Ramona today. <laughs> yeah, well, they're always, they're always looking for that. Um like, that's it. 
that's I was surprised. I was like, why is this the opening scene? But I guess I had to open with something. Yeah, I mean, um, let's be honest. There's not a ton of meat in this episode. No, no. Uh, and then we go over to Sony and Alex because if you remember from the previous episode, they had a huge fight. So it's them meeting up. And I always appreciate when housewives meet up one on one to resolve a problem because yes. it's basically the only time you're, for the most part, ever going to get it resolved. Yep. It's never going to work in a group, except you know what I thought of? Remember last season of Beverly Hills with Sutton and Diana and the, the most insane, awkward, like one on one. Oh, that meeting? one was insane. As you should, right? What, what no, was the thing so we you with say. Katie? So you say, like, yeah, that was the that rare I instance know. where the that one I, that I know. So you say, that I know. <laughs> that was a rare instance where, like, clearly we're not moving the needle. But to me, I always find if they want to meet up one on one, this means for the sake of the show and the sake of friendship real or fake we know we must move on and the only way it's going to get resolved is one-on-one but sonia shows up in a fur hat a full-length coat and yoga clothes and is upset that they're sitting in the main restaurant and i was like girl you got a call sheet what are you doing showing up in your lululemons dude i was obsessed with this outfit and this hat and that she wore the hat the whole meal yeah like, she, it's like one of those big so like good. russian fur hats it's noodles i want one <laughs> it doesn't seem that cold either i'm like you're she, her head must have been sweating <laughs> yeah no it was uh i i love the outfit and i was like i can't believe this is this is what you showed up in but basically alex was like we're never gonna agree on the semantics of it but i like you enough this isn't a big deal bygones yeah. we got bygones and Sonya was basically like yep i agree no, Sonia's basically like in one ear, out another. I don't really care what, because like Alex is trying to explain her side. And I just feel so bad because I'm like, this whole show is basically Alex just trying to be heard and women just not giving her the time of day to express herself. But like Sonia's at least letting her talk if she's not listening. And Sonia's enjoying the fuck out of this meal. She's eating the breadsticks. I think she's drinking a beer with it. <laughs> like, she was oh, really, gosh. like, chowing down the whole time, which, like, get that free meal. Do it. <laughs> like If I knew all of my meals were being comped, I would absolutely order an appetizer, dinner, and dessert at oh, yeah. every meal I went to. <laughs> I would order two entrees. <laughs> like, I love that uh, weird quirk of housewives is, like, always leaving in their orders. Yes. Well, we didn't like get the order accounts, for this. There's accounts dedicated to housewives orders. Like, I love watching what they order. Um, I, uh, You know who uh, always does a really good order is Giselle of Potomac. Mm. He's a good order. Bethany, I would kill to have Bethany order my food. <laughs> and you know I, all the women, even when she comes back, the women continually always talk about how they trust her to pick the best things on the menu. I do love that. I was about to say, I was like, you know, like... If I was going to go out to a dinner with a housewife, I don't know if I would necessarily want the conversation of Bethany because I feel like she would try and dominate it, but I would love for her to at least pick the menu. Yeah, no, she, <laughs> she's a fantastic order. And I would say Heather Dubrow is also on that list. Yeah. Miss Fancy Pants. Fancy Pants. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to dinner with, go fancy with Fancy Pants. pants. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> And then, speaking of dinner, is then we get a oh, scene of Cindy one, and Kelly. One quick dinner. thing oh, I will this? say about this lunch is that Sonia does bring up Simon, and it's in a nasty way. She's like, Simon was screaming at me and freaking out, and make I'm so scared to be around Simon. 
And I found all of that language egregious and really defamatory of his character because he was doing none of those things. Like, he was meaner to Ramona. I like, I feel like this is Sonia just being mean about Simon for no reason. And especially after calling him like a feminine and all these other things, now being like he's aggressive. Like, I'm like, pick a side. What is he? Like, but it's just. Mm-hmm. And Alex even says, like, this is my trigger. Why are you bringing up Simon? You know I get upset. And this is supposed to be an apology. And you're bringing up my husband. But she still overlooks it. Class act. Class act. Just going to say yeah. that. No, no, I agree. That, that, that you know, is a, is a hard one to not fight about or, like, you know. It just makes me upset because I feel like you could say a lot about Simon, but you can't say that he was aggressive towards you. Like, especially in that moment, he was upset and he was speaking his mind, but he wasn't screaming at her. He did not get into her face. And there was no movement towards her that I would be like, oh, I get why you're afraid to be around him. Mm -hmm. And to say that you were afraid to be around someone's husband is a very big accusation, I feel like. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Um, okay, so I'm going to go to this dinner of Cindy and Kelly. And my note literally says, every time Cindy shows up, I'm like, all right, you're on this season. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole thing is just such a ridiculous dinner. It's Cindy's so... shaking because she's so upset she had to fire one of her nannies. Let's let's just rewind that back. One of her nannies. And yes, I understand. She's There's a single parent. Multiple. She has twins. But you have but... multiple nannies. What confused me is when she's explaining why she has to fire this woman. So she says the woman was supposed to be a live-in five days a week, but now the nanny is only working 9 to 7 p.m. and getting paid the same and has another nanny helping, and she isn't sleeping over. And I just want to know, what were you paying someone Yeah, to be a live-in? Mm-hmm. And, and your working hours are 9 to 7, and then aren't you in charge of the other nanny's schedule? So wouldn't you maybe not like it? The, it I don't know. What it was very on? murky. I agree. I felt like she was like, oh, she took advantage of me. She took advantage of me. But I was like, I feel like I have a lot of follow up questions. Like, yeah. what was your rooming like? Like, you know, it's a New York City apartment. And yes, we're led to believe that she has a good amount of money, but she lives in the West Village. And there's rarely big places in the West Village. Not that they don't exist, but the West Village is a lot more like smaller, older apartments and they're very expensive and maybe she owns a brownstone or something there could be possible. But like, what is the living accommodation was my big question. Mine was just like, okay, if you don't want another nanny helping her during nine to seven, then why are you having another nanny come I don't know. Oh, was, I thought the nanny, I thought the nanny like... started, she, she took on a schedule of 9 to 7 when she was supposed to work 9 to 5 and stay over. No? But also, if you're working 9 to 5, how many hours a day are you working? Yeah. I don't, like, even when you have live-in nannies, it's still a 40, I, I believe, should be a 40-hour-a-week yeah. service. Mm-hmm. It's just that they live with you. Yeah. And then you can shift the hours depending what you need. I, I assume. I, I don't know. 
This is. I assume that is out of our tax bracket. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to have any understanding of a living nanny, but basically, then Cindy says she had to have her brother fire her. So here again, you're. You're right, yes. the brother too involved. It's creepy. And then I love Kelly and her ITM goes, everyone has nanny drama. And I was like, yes, Kelly, definitely. Everyone has like, that's just like a classic housewife yeah. line. But she's fun and she doesn't get why she's friends with Ramona. She's like, she's so fun. Why is she friends with Ramona? And I'm just like, these women just are taking every moment to dig at Ramona. I would have forgotten Ramona was on the show if you guys didn't bring her up so much. Yep. Well, we don't. That happens sometimes. Um, then, though, to go back to Ramona, I guess she's doing a fashion show again? Yeah, it's with the same guy from Brooklyn Fashion Week. Okay. And she invited all the women to come see her walk again to re- redeem herself. And Kelly doesn't want to attend because her and Ramona hate each other. Mm-hmm. And Kelly's trying to write this email. And you can see Cindy being like, how effing dumb is this woman? <laughs> And she can't just write a response to be like, sorry, can't come to your event. Well, it's also taking a long time, and she's making her watch her write, like, every word out. I also love that she's writing this email on her BlackBerry, because did you have a BlackBerry? Nah. I never did, and I was always so jealous of people who had Blackberries. I always had, like, I had a flip phone for a while. I had the Nokia for a little bit. I was always the, like, pound, like, you press the numbers to get the letter. <laughs> I was just jealous because there used to be BBM, BlackBerry Messages. Oh, yeah. Mess- messages, Messenger, whatever. And only people with Blackberries could communicate with each other that way. And we had a, within our large group of friends, all the people who had Blackberries had a, like, separate chat. Oh, that was their, like, I'm BBM classist. chat. Not, I know. I was like, sorry. Um, someone, it's like, like I what message. did I need a Blackberry for? They were, like, for, for business people. <laughs> Yeah, no, I just carried my laptop everywhere. I wasn't that yeah. fancy. Yeah, it was, for me, it was when I was in college that people had them. It was like, there was not. Then there, then there was a time where it was like BlackBerry and iPhone were, were out and big at the same time. Then iPhone did not, <laughs> did not rise to the occasion to compete with iPhone. That's, that's for sure. Then Lou and Jacques, um, they are throwing a singles event that I feel like I would love until I saw the people that attended, which is basically <laughs> everyone that you've ever met at a singles event. But, like, it's a wine tasting, wine drinking, they said, actually, because Kelly's like, I want to Oh, wait, you spit. missed just a very quick scene of Sonia and Ramona going to the designer. Oh, I missed that, yeah. Okay, so the only important thing that happens at this is that Ramona says to Sonia that she got an email from Kelly saying she can't come to her show mm-hmm. and that Ramona wrote back and said, if you cannot support me, I cannot support you. And that's oh, all Ramona gets yeah. to her side of the story. And it's important because that Kelly brings up, up her later. side later, but that literally nothing else happens at this event. <laughs> but yeah, so the, we start in with Lou and Jacques and they have such chemistry. They're so supportive of each other. It's, it makes me so sad to watch them because their chemistry in this scene is, like, just so sweet. It's I a really know, nice couple so in moment. love. I'm very sad that they did not work out. Me too. But they, they throw this really fun event because he's a wine distributor, so it's basically, like, good for business and good for love. And so they invite all the single women in the group. So it's Sonia, Kelly, and Cindy. And Have you ever gone to, like, a speed dating yes. type thing like that before? 
just assume if there's any sort of dating thing like to do i've tried it like not in like a sexual way but like 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 i'm talking like (laughs) i've tried every app i've tried every speed dating i've gone to virtual speed dating i've gone to like matchmakers i've done i've tried (laughs) <laughs> oh, you've done the matchmaker. I've been watching Jewish Matchmaker on Netflix. Oh, it was horrible. They matched me with a man who liked to go to the gym all the time and talk about it. Do I look like a person that wants to talk about going to the gym? No, Do I even that's sound terrible. like it, listeners? I mean, come on. <laughs> How was was were they super awkward the speed dating things? Yeah, he didn't watch television. Oh wait, the My... speed dating, the speed dating thing. No. Um, the speed dating thing, it's awkward, but it's actually kind of fun because it's like quick. Like the virtual one that that I did was really good. You know, you have an out after a few minutes if it's not working, you know? But I feel like the virtual ones that I've done, like it never led to anything. It was like interesting. You meet a lot of people and it's almost like more disappointing because you're like, wow, I met a lot of men that I don't want to date now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no i feel like that's an event meant to be in person not not virtual the virtual one i actually met the most amount of men that i wanted to date and i kept in touch with two of them oh, for like right. a Don't few months to me. i know nothing yeah. no it's, it's dating's just literally a crapshoot it's so weird but um maybe i also need to learn how to trust like kelly <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. <laughs> My favorite thing as we watch the ladies date and they go through these men and these men are terrible. But my favorite thing that uh, was said was one of the guys Sonia's talking to says, I don't mix well with Tauruses. And Sonia says, nobody does. And I'm a Taurus. And I just like, oh. really, really love that line. <laughs> Sexual thing is an opposite. Like, it, yeah. it's like a yes and a no. Like, we're just, I don't think I realized that Sonia was a Taurus, but I don't know if she fits I thought she was I, a Sagittarius. Maybe. Maybe that's why she said that. Hmm. Uh, but I just thought it was a really funny line. <laughs> I'm a Sagittarius. We're friends with everybody. I'm I'm like a Schwartz. I, I'm a serial killer's wet dream. I'm friends with everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know what, like, friendship-wise, Taurus. I think we're just, like, extremely loyal. Mm-hmm. Unless you cross us and then we're done. I mean, fair. So don't cross me, bitch. No, I'm just kidding. I'm literally, like, <laughs> never, I've never cut anyone out of my life. Like... <laughs> Like the joke always, like my friends call me super friend. Like I, 
like once you're my friend you're my friend like yeah i guess, I guess unless you did something but i think everyone's probably too scared to to cross me maybe fair I don't know. yeah or Daniel's just like don't put up with it like what guys. was it this is so off topic but like you know having this kiddo soon and yeah. someone's asked me like oh have you gotten a lot of unsolicited advice and i was like not really but i think it's because people know i don't care what they have to say <laughs> like, like i think people just know like i'm not one for taking opinions like i'm a pretty opinionated person so like i think people just know like that's the you know or yeah. or if they do i'm so used to ignoring it that i don't even notice that i'm getting it fair I just do a lot of nodding and as I always say, oh, that's so interesting. I'll think about that. Thank you for the information. That's sweet. So yeah, much or nicer I, than I just keep a lot out. of information to myself that I know people have opinions on. Mm-hmm. That's what it was like when I was wedding planning. People would be like, do you have a dress? I'd be like, no, but like I did, but I'm not going to show you it and I'm not going to tell you it. Like, I don't <laughs> want your opinion on it. I already bought it. <laughs> well, the I can't believe you didn't bring up the Juilliard actor and Kelly. Because it was so uncomfortable. It made my skin crawl, and I didn't even want to talk about it. That's why I didn't bring it up. I hated every second of that so, cinematography or whatever you want to call it. Kelly gets sat next to a man who maybe played a serial killer. He's got that kind of vibe. Um, sorry, actor. Uh, he went to Juilliard, and... Kelly just keeps being like, so what instrument do you play? Oh my God. And so he's like, no, I went for acting. And she's like, that's great. What instrument? And he's like, mm. do you dance? Yeah. It was just like really lost on her that Juilliard is also a prestigious acting school. Um, and so she saw some Robert Downey Jr. movie and like asks him to act Similar to the plot. And guys, I don't remember this movie. I forget what it was called. No clue. I didn't write down what it was called. The oh, whole, wait. I'm it was called Due Date. I did write that down. And basically, it was like she challenges him to propose to her like he's dying from cancer. Which, like, in all the word salad in the world, what a wild improv game to throw at this man at a speed dating event and like he does it in like a very like I accept the challenge and he gets like real serious like she's like okay go he's like we've already started <laughs> yeah it, it was just I wanted to turn off the tv it just made me so uncomfortable and obviously this guy did not become some famous actor after all this because no clue no. he is in no, and Cindy... Maybe he went to Juilliard with Laura Lee from Vanderpump Rules. Did maybe. you know she went to Juilliard? Oh, of course I did. <laughs> I knew you, but no. But Jillian Jacobs said they, the same Jillian Jacobs said they had a time. dinner together or lunch together. Maybe. I don't know. Um, uh, but Cindy asks a dude, as soon as he sits down, if he likes children. And he responds, oh, you're tough. Which I was like, dude... That was, that was so fucked up. Like, it's a yes or no. It's not a, yeah. it's not a tough question. <laughs> like, also, like, she has babies. That's very important. This isn't like, oh, I have a 20-year-old, so you don't really have to parent them or be involved. Like, she's, she's got little babies. So that's also that speed dating. Thing. I feel like in that kind of scenario, you ask really quick, like, what you want out of life. And she's being very upfront that she has two child- children by starting with that question, in my mind. Yeah. So 
screw that European guy. Oh, also, Lou just keeps being like, there's going to be, I hope there's more European men. And I was like, damn, Lou, you got a fetish much? Now, <laughs> Not that, a fetish. Now I think we, we know. Yes. Um, so that's pretty much all I have, except for, like, Sonia made a connection, connection with a dude that has, like, five kids. And I was like, this seems like a horrible idea for you. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was very cute. It was a good activity. It was. I it liked was fun it. to watch. Not something we, I was saying, not something we see often because we don't typically have many. New York has really always consistently been the mm-hmm. most single women. So yeah. it's not something, you know, it's not a 1920s party, which we've seen a thousand times. Thank fucking God. Never um, again. <laughs> then we go to Alex's birthday on Governor's Island. Okay, have you been to Gov Island? Yeah, of course. Me too. And they were giving it so much crap, but I love Governor's Island. It's funny because I was like, I feel like now Governor's Island is like a hip place. There's like food trucks in the summer and there's like all this cool stuff there. And like, I don't know if there are food trucks, but there's like little... Like, no, there's there's a whole food right? trucks Isn't every, there? every weekend in the summer. Yeah. But they've been doing that for, they were doing them like... For a long time. It's not super, super new. No, but I feel like it's gotten, like, it's caught on. It's, like, in the past, like, I would say, like, maybe decade, like, I feel like more and more times in, during the summer do I hear New Yorkers be like, oh, we're going out to Governor's Island. Yeah, like, even they, I went to a music festival there. Governor's that Island was like 2013. Ball? Yeah. Not Gov Ball. No, it did not do Gov Ball. <laughs> this was, like, a sublime cover band, and it was very Ooh, fun. It was, like, a crab and fest or whatever, and it was very fun. Um, they hosted 19, not to bring up 1920s again, this is weird, <laughs> they hosted 1920s party there every year. So if you don't know what Governor's Island is, it's a tiny little island off of lower Manhattan, mm-hmm. and it was a military base at some point, and now it's just, I believe, federal land. There's like a park, you can bike around, you can take a little ferry there, and they even have now glamping tents there, yep. and you can sleep there overnight. They're very expensive because I looked into it once. Yeah, same. But it's a great day trip. I took it. One of my friends who came to New York City to visit, we we did that as like a day activity. Um, and it's super cool. And Cindy was being super bitchy about it. And I did not appreciate it. Yeah, it was. Well, first, let's talk about the Ramona. Tracks. Also, it's only like a t- five to 10 minute ferry ride. that yeah. must be included in this very short ferry ride. It's literally like. And like you said, it's southern right Manhattan. There. So like. West Village, it's on the other side, I believe, of the island. But, like, when you get down to it, this, it's not that long to go from one if side to the other. If I can make it from Astoria to, to Gov Island pretty easily, you can make it from the West Village. Because I'm sure you took a taxi over there. Oh, fun fact. Like I proved yesterday that it takes the same amount of time to go to from Astoria to Park Slope. So that's Queens to Brooklyn at, at like, 3 o'clock in the afternoon as it takes to go from New York to Philly anytime. Oh, I think about that all the time. <laughs> like, I was like, wow, it takes, like, 90 minutes to two hours, and that is a way shorter distance. So just a New York fun fact for you guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, Cindy and Jill come together. Cindy has a no, whole No, Cindy and Kelly. Jill is oh, in sorry, Australia. Kelly, yes. yes. Jill is in Australia, yes. Um, and she's got a whole, you know, she's got the babies. It looks like she's got, like, four nannies with That's her. That's like, I'm like, how many nannies? Like, I understand one per kid, even if you have, like, a night nurse and you have two nannies. But, like, this bitch has, like, an entourage. There's, like, but she's always, like, I feel like holding at least one child. Yes. So, I don't know. But on their little walk, 
act of violence is when Kelly tells Cindy that Ramona sent her a drunk message at 1.30 in the morning saying, if you cannot support me, I cannot support you. And Kelly's, like, going on and on about how it's a drunk text. Yes, because it was so mis like, spelling errors and this and that, which Ramona did not, Ramona said she sent her a text, but in Ramona's side of the story, she did not say anything about it being a drunk text. But like, Or at the time of day, because it was 1.30 in the morning. That is something yeah. that I was like, that's kind of shitty. It probably was a drunk text, but I don't care why it's such a big deal. And then I think I'm just going to hate Cindy so much this season, because then Cindy's <laughs> like, who sends a drunk text after, like, the age of 21 in college. I was like, don't be so judgmental, Cindy. Also, I was like, there's no way texting was a thing when you were in college, Cindy. Like, roll that back. <laughs> Burn. But, but, but I mean, but no, like, but like, Cindy is older than I am, and we were barely texting when I was in college. No, you're like, completely right. Come and on. I just was like, why you gotta be... Who, it, it would, listen, if it was 4 a.m., but no, I don't even think I would judge it then. I love drunk texting. I can't wait to get drunk again and send a drunk text. I mean, it's been a while. So like, most of the time it's just like, I was thinking of you and I love you so much and I miss you. It's like typically what my drunk texts are now. But like, I don't know. She didn't say like Ramona, you know, sent her like a Tequila Katie rage text type thing. That would be yeah. inappropriate. I highly doubt it too. But they, um, Simon set up this whole party for Alex basically where he invited a bunch of friends to Governor's Island to, like, a picnic area. And basically there's, like, champagne, some snacks, a cake. Pigs in a blanket. Invite the kids to run around. There's grassy spot parts. Looks like um, the gay couple that was also at the marriage equality rights, I believe they're also there. There was, like, a couple of just, like, random friends. And Alex just keeps going on and on about how this is the best birthday ever. Simon did a great job. She was so happy. He's feeding her like a diamond cookie. Like, it's very cheesy but sweet. And meanwhile, you cut back and forth to Alex just glowing. To Cindy just being like, why are people acting like they're happy? (laughs) Like, this is the worst party ever. Okay, so this is where I will be on Cindy's side, though. Like, where was the food? Yes. It was cold. Yes. Very windy. Everyone kept talking about the wind. I like the idea. It seemed like a family-friendly celebrate my birthday with the kids. Absolutely, completely fine. Love the steady idea of Gov Island. It needed a bit more something. It definitely missed any pomp and circumstance of feeling like a party. It felt like a random park meetup. But Yeah, which again, totally fine to have a little park birthday, but it, it needed more... Something like if I, if I am gonna travel there, I'm gonna need a little bit more. But then Cindy also leaves so quickly. I'm like, you did not just get on a ferry and like travel here until she left after like ten minutes. It seemed like she just keeps being like the babies, the babies, and I'm like, you've got how like they don't seem to be screaming, crying. At least we don't see that. And then um I also just feel like. She's like, these people are delusional. They're all smiling and happy and laughing like this isn't the worst. And I was like, or maybe they're making the best of it and actually enjoying themselves, Cindy. Like, I get, like, I'm somebody who's a polar bear. So, like, the colder, the windier, I feel alive. It's wonderful. But, like, I'm not going to yuck somebody's yum. I'm not going to be like, why are you people being happy? Like, she just seems so Grinch-like. Like, just to be yeah. like, people are smiling and having fun, and I'm not. <laughs> it's just like, okay, then go. Like, but, like, yeah. why are you upset that people are happy? 
<laughs> and now if no one else is bothered by this time, why do you need them to just say it's not hate for it you. as much as you do? And sash yeah. away. I don't know. But yeah, it was it was a fine little thing. And then ugh, again, oh, was and also I will oh. say the no frills of it all and like the way that Alex is like so like just always trying to get her point across, I realized that she, I was like, what housewife does she remind me of? She reminds me of Jackie from New Jersey. I feel like Jackie from New Jersey would have a similar party and be just as happy. Yes. Yes, I agree. She did when she, like, had the yeah. pizza and everyone was, like, flipping out about it. Like, I just like, feel like, and but also, like, Jackie has the same problem where she, like, really tries to make a point across and no one, like, really gives a shit. <laughs> Yeah, for the most part, I feel, I, I actually like Jackie. Same. And I love so Alex. So I just feel yeah. like I was like, okay, this is very interesting. Anyway. Agree. So we go to Cindy's spa. Ugh, so unenthusiastic about this. Wait, you skipped <laughs> Ramona's night, her big night at the fashion show. No, the spa was... I thought that was... Oh, yeah, you're right. Because like literally nothing happened at this fashion show. I don't have a single note about it. Oh, Ramona, um, <clears throat> Ramona's, it's like her big redemption, but she walks just as crazy except less, less hips, basically, in my opinion. Yeah. Like her eyes I mean are just as disconjointed. Like all these scenes are so quick and nothing's happening. And it's like, I, I don't. The only other thing that happened is that Alex hugs Sonia and Sonia like makes a thing about it. She's like, it's so weird that they, or they group hug her. Alex and Simon group hug Sonia and she's like, it's so weird. They're so weird. And I'm like, I just hate that this season just seems like gang up against Alex. It, I just, I, it always makes me upset when people gang up against people. Someone's um, always got to be the target. So if it's not you, that's yeah, the name of the game. <laughs> um, also, Ramona's hands are like kind of in fists when she walks. It's so awkward. And they're like, she did it. This is great. <laughs> Um, and I also found it funny that one of the models had her face blurred. I was like, I want to I mean, know what model. It's also funny to think like, this is no. like, so like Ramona's redemption walk, but also like no one remembers it, no and we it will never make the first walk go away. <laughs> no, but also her face is just as crazy. Yeah, it's just um, her face. So the but the Cindy with the spa. The thing that's interesting is we saw a clip of it. Last week, in episode two. I know. So I'm like, really? Why this is all we got? Yeah. I was like, what happened where you decided to put that clip about... And they use the same clip in this episode about them talking about hair on the body and Lou being weirded out by it. It was super weird to me that I was like, we saw this already. And the only difference is that we... That it turns out that Lou does it. Lou gets laser removal or whatever. And like, she's like... Everybody should do everything once. And then that's it. Yeah, also once isn't going to do anything for you, sweetie. Sorry. 12 sessions at a minimum. <laughs> <laughs> like, one is not going to do anything. And, yeah, Lou is just being on her weird, like, pompous horse, like, trying to act all posh. Like, she can't have this conversation about body hair. And It's annoying. Cindy seems a little ticked off about it. For sure, because she's like, this is me selling my business. This is my skinny exactly. girl. Exactly, not because she thinks, Shut like, the fuck up. she's on her high horse. She's like, oh, don't poo-poo my business. Again, yep. that's, her whole shtick is, we know why she's here. Cindy's whole thing, there was also, like, a small interstitial before this where Cindy's just like, I'm great at business, but I'm worried about being a mom. 
And I'm just like, this isn't really an exciting storyline. I'm sorry. No, like, I told you. I feel like they were trying to find a Bethany 2.0. Yeah. And... and not to discount that that is a difficult balance for a woman, but it's just not a compelling housewife thing. Because, like, again, it was like you said when we started the episode. It's like, they're not together. Like, if Cindy was talking about this with Lou or Sonia and, like, talking about what it's like to be a mom and struggling other things, it would be more interesting to me than her just talking to the cameraman and being like, I work and I'm also a mom. Like, who cares, lady? Go and talk to somebody And I have multiple nannies. It. And it's like, yeah. I can't imagine if I was a mom with twins and multiples and no nannies watching this, how oh, annoyed yeah. I probably would be. <laughs> For sure. So um, then we go to Alex modeling and it's awkward. And <laughs> the photographer's like, too much drama in your eyes. Too much drama. We don't need it. I like that Alex also makes it very clear. She's no interest in being a model, and she's only doing this for money. And I wrote to myself, I wrote, she's just trying to survive in Brooklyn. <laughs> in this economy. In this economy. But also, like, why not? If someone comes to me, if I was a housewife or, like, any... Yeah. And in any level of any of these things, you throw up... At the beginning, especially you throw everything at the wall and someone gives you an opportunity, you do it and they're going to pay yep. you and it's not harming anyone or selling anything like flat tummy tea or, you know, <laughs> something terrible. Like why, why not? You know, yeah. there should be less judgment for them. And I also these, like that. She's like, I look in the mirror and I like what I see. Good for you, lady. I also really love that. She discussed her physique and how she mm-hmm. was like, it is genetics. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, thank you for admitting that. She didn't say, like, I diet or I do this or I do that. It's like, I never have understood when people can say, like, oh, like, oh, I just have a fast metabolism. It's like, well, why can't we look at people who might be of a larger weight and say, well, they have a slow metabolism. And it's like a not accepted thing. Yeah. And it just made me think of that. But, she, yeah, I was glad she said that. It was also shady, though, because while she's telling us that in her confessional – they're showing us like her like kind of like shimmying into a dress and they're kind of making it seem like it's tight on her but really it's a form-fitting dress and I was like this is kind of shitty that they're acting like they're like oh I don't know if I'm gonna get the zipper up and I'm like you're gonna get the zipper up shut up and her hair is done in a wild wild updo it is it reminded me of America's Next Time Model yes oh Like, like that would be a hairstyle on America's Next Time Model, for sure. And for photos, it's great and for what they were doing. But the problem with this hairstyle is that she has to go right from this photo shoot to the Women's Venture Fund, which is an organization for female entrepreneurs, I think. Sure. I will say, Alex's hair reminds me of something that, like, a Tim Burton female would have. Like, it's very, like, Hull and Bottom of Carter, like, bird's nesty random thing. And so... This is, like, a very, like, upscale kind of event where everyone's kind of, you know, dressed like a housewives event. And when Alex walks in with this bouffant, like, everyone <laughs> is just like, what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, I'm like, girl, you couldn't have taken some bobby pins out and, like, made it into a butt. Like, I would have tried to fix that. I would not no. have left that. She's walking like... in high fashion. I was just modeling. Which, I mean, honestly... Get yours. I would do yeah, that. Like, if I just fine. came from modeling, I'd be like, I just came from my modeling career. 
Yeah, but this event is honoring Ramona, and this is the first time that she was like, oh, Jill sent me, like, a good luck text, and I was like, oh, my God, Jill is on this show. Like, I literally didn't totally really forgot. miss her and kind yeah. of forgot, and I was, like, really curious. I was like, in what world would a housewife go to Australia in the middle of filming? Like, Same. what went on for this to have no one following her, no clip of her and Bobby in Australia? But also, like... That's a big trip. That's like at least a two week trip. Why? Yeah, no phone like call to she... anyone to check in. Like normally when they do have travel and stuff, because obviously business is like, I remember even like Rinna having to go to Philly to sell mm-hmm. stuff on HSN. Like obviously you can't stop everything in your life. They always have a FaceTime in, tell me what's happening. Like, yeah. Well, FaceTime wasn't big then. No, but you could have Zoomed. They could have zi- Skype. Oh, I phone think it was more Skype. like. But I also feel like. What what did Jill what argument with the producers did she lose because they had been filming the same time because we've seen Alex's birthday before mm-hmm. and this is happening during Alex's birthday did Jill think that she was such hot shit that they were gonna shut down production for two weeks for her to go to Australia I don't know and we again we don't know what the Australia is it business is it just a pleasure we don't we don't know what maybe we'll find out why she went but. I mean, the episode before, she was like, I'm going shopping. <laughs> like, Yeah, that's why I don't... It sounded don't very know. much like a tourism trip. It didn't sound like a real destination for yeah. business or necessity. But, um, yeah, I'm not sure. But yeah, it continues. Ramona gives a speech. You know, I will say, hey, complimenting Ramona, but she very much was an early trailblazer for taking the platform of housewives and turning and creating more businesses from it. A hundred percent. She can't do that. I definitely would put and she her in it. that category. I will say that. Yeah. She definitely set the goal when she came on to, to promote her business and she continued to do that. That's what I'm saying. Not just the one business. She then was like, let me grab this opportunity. Mm-hmm. Let me take this. And you know, we always know making, I find making money to be an, aphrodisiac or whatever her tagline was but that but that's very important to her and i think she is very good at it well ramona had invited kelly we know she doesn't show up but it's sonia ramona and alex and cindy and cindy's like everybody's blonde and i'm the only brunette it's like a drop of chocolate and vanilla ice cream it's weird. I was just like, why? Like, why can't you just enjoy being here? Like, no, like you, well, you had multicolor hair, but yes. I'm a brunette. I don't know if I notice people's hair color to be like, I'm the only this or I'm not the only, I don't like. Yeah. I feel like it, it's just, it's a weird insecurity, I feel like, almost. Especially in New York. Most people in New York, I feel like, are not blonde. <laughs> like, yeah, and I in guess LA. maybe that's it, too. Like, she's just like, maybe it's more West Village to be a brunette. I don't know, but I was just like, it's, I just feel like Cindy's not making any points and not interacting. Like, for her to put down her castmates because they're all blondes is just weird. And it was, it was yeah. kind of like a, a dig at them. And, uh, but Cindy gets sat next to Sonia and the entire speech that Ramona's giving, Sonia is drunk Sonia and she is just like, I'm so proud of Ramona. Oh, she did it all herself. She did it all herself. You know, when you're, 
you're at something and your friend's drinking and they're like whispering but not and going on too long. That is. Sonya's a good hype woman. I'll give her that, you know? Yes. She could have been saying other things and she was very much like. She was. After every sentence was like, yeah, Ramona. And Cindy's like, I'm just trying to listen. So that. It was like Sonya was at an interactive show that was not interactive. (laughs) (laughs) It was a very classic Sonya bit. But yeah, that's it. There's been no real drama. Nope. No real drama, but no real like fun moments either. That's. No, I Like I don't need drama, but I need like a fun group dinner. Yep. Or a fun party where they're all doing something to get like it's. Yeah. We'll we'll see where this season takes us because I'm not sure. I mean, I'm just, I'm hoping something happens. And I know that, like, there are some, like, we're going to go to Marrakesh, I believe. Isn't that where they go? Where they ride the camels? Mm -hmm. So, like, I know there's iconic moments, but it it is. It's an off-season, but I'm excited to keep going because I'm hopeful that there's some nuggets in there. Agree. And And I just want Cindy to do something. I want Cindy to interact in a positive manner with these ladies. We will find out if that, uh, ever happens. If that ever happens, will Sue and I ever change our mind on Cindy? Find out next week, guys. (laughs) We'll be here. Same bat time, same bat channel. Basically. Yeah, we will, you know, I don't want to hate everything she does, but she's given me nothing to like. So Cindy, we we will see. But yeah, that's the episode. That was episode three. And we're going to, I can't wait to, I still believe good things are coming. I think it's just going to be a slow build. Yeah, I agree. Well, thanks so much for listening, gang. We appreciate you. You guys are the best. Leave some reviews. DM us some thoughts. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.